The virtual CISO moment is brought to you by VCISO Services, a leading provider of quality and experienced virtual chief information security officers for small and mid-sized businesses. Check them out at vcisoservices.com. I'm Greg Schaefer, and welcome to the Virtual CISO Moment Cybersecurity Quick Strike for Monday, May 22nd, 2023. Start out today from the Wall Street Journal. Relentless attacks, cyber attacks, and pressures to fix security gaps despite budget constraints are raising the stress levels of corporate cyber leaders and their worries about personal liability, a growing concern since the criminal case against Uber Technologies' former security chief. Now, hacks on companies' IT systems often come with business disruptions, reputational damage, regulatory investigations, and lawsuits. CISOs must manage cybersecurity risks and at the same time educate C-suite colleagues and the board. Three in four CISOs in the United States report feeling burned out. This according to one survey, putting them at risk of quitting. This role has always been an island, says Curtis Simpson, Chief Information Security Officer at Aramis Security, a cybersecurity company. There hasn't been a lot of support there. At his previous job as CISO at a large fast, uh, large food service company, Simpson said he frequently worked 80-hour weeks and missed family birthdays and other personal commitments. 73% of CISOs in the U.S. said that they had experienced a burnout in the past 12 months, this according to a survey of 1,600 cybersecurity leaders across 16 countries carried out by the security firm Proofpoint. Now, 60% of all CISOs surveyed said that they experienced burnout in the past year. So it seems to be a problem more prevalent in the United States. Potential liability risks related to a cyber attack have become a growing worry for some CISOs. Two or three years ago, around 25% of candidates for the job asked for about being under the insurance policy of a company director or corporate officer. But now almost all candidates ask for it. This according to Michael Piacente, managing partner at Hitch Partners, a cybersecurity-focused recruitment company. Directors and officers' insurance policies protect people in senior management roles from personal losses if they are sued as a result of a decision they made on the job. Around 42% of publicly traded companies granted CISO's request to be under the DNO insurance in 2022, that up from 5% in 2021. This according to a Hitch Partners cybersecurity uh, survey last month of around 637 U.S. cybersecurity leaders. From InfoSecurity Magazine, security experts are warning of a surging threat actor interest in voice cloning as a service, VCAAS, because we like acronyms, offerings on the dark web designed to streamline deep fake based fraud. Recorded Future's latest report called I Have No Mouth and I Must Do Crime is based on threat intelligence analysis of chatter on the cybercrime background, or underground, rather. Deepfake auto, audio technology can mimic the voice of a target to bypass multi-factor authentication, spread mis- and disinformation, and enhance the effectiveness of social engineering and business email compromise, BEC, uh, attacks, among other things. Recorded Future warned that increasingly out-of-the-box voice cloning platforms are available on the dark web, lowering the bar to entry for cyber criminals. Some are free to use with a registered account, while others cost little more than $5 per month, according to the vendor. Among the chatter observed by Recorded Future impersonation, callback scams, and voice phishing 
are frequently mentioned in the context of such tools. And in some cases, cyber criminals are abusing legitimate tools such as those intended for use in audiobook voiceovers, film and TV dubbing, and voice acting and advertising. Apparently, one apparently popular option, option is Eleven Labs Prime Voice AI software. This is a browser-based text-to-speech tool that allows users to upload custom voice samples for a premium charge. However, in restricting the use of the tool to paid customers, the vendor has, incur has encouraged more dark web innovation, This, according to the report. And we'll be right back in a moment after this word from our sponsor, Bitdefender. Bitdefender provides cybersecurity solutions with leading security, efficacy, performance, and ease of use to small and medium businesses, mid-market enterprises, and consumers. Guided by a vision to be the world's most trusted cybersecurity solutions provider, Bitdefender is committed to defending organizations and individuals around the globe against cyber attacks to transform and improve their digital experience. Sleeping Computer reports that Google will delete accounts inactive for more than two years. Google has updated its policy for personal accounts across its services to allow a maximum period of inactivity for two years. After that time has passed, the accounts may be deleted along with all their contents, settings, preferences, and user-saved data. This includes all data stored on services such as Gmail, Docs, Drive, Meet, Calendar, Google, Photos, and YouTube. However, this new policy will not apply to Google accounts for organizations such as schools or businesses. Google says that the policy change aims to enhance online security as inactive accounts often fall prey to account hijacking, typically due to old and weak passwords and no additional security measures. Starting later this year, if a Google account has not been used for signed in for at least two years, we may delete the account and its contents. This according to Ruth Crichelli, Google's vice president for product management. Our internal analysis, according to Ruth, is the show's abandoned accounts are at least 10 times less likely than active accounts to have two-step verification set up, meaning these accounts are often vulnerable and once an account is compromised, it can be used for anything from identity theft to a vector for unwanted or even malicious content like spam. Now, the new policy takes effect immediately, and the first accounts to reach the new activity threshold will be deleted in December of 2023. I didn't see anything in the article that said that someone can't then take the... I'm assuming that they're going to be retiring the account, not only deleting it, but retiring it. Because otherwise, you could have an instance where somebody takes an account that maybe they found in listed in documentation somewhere from years past. And they're like, well, I wonder if this um, account exists kind of like domain names, but I don't know. Maybe they're not going to retire it from help net security of vulnerability. This one categorized as CVE 2023-32784 in the open source password manager key pass can be exploited to retrieve the master password from the software's memory according to the researcher who unearthed the flaw. The bad news is that the vulnerability is still unfixed and that a POC exploitation tool, point of concept, aptly named KeyPass 2.x Master Password Dumper, is publicly available. But now the good news is that 
The password can't be extracted remotely just by ex exploiting the flaw. If your computer is already infected by malware that's running in the background with the privileges of your user, this finding doesn't make your situation much worse, says the researcher who goes by the handle Vidohini. If you have a reasonable suspicion that someone could obtain access to your computer and conduct forensic analysis, this could be bad. Worst case scenario is that the master password will be recovered despite key pass being locked or not running at all. This vulnerability affects the keypass2.x branch for Windows and possibly for Linux and Mac OS. It has been fixed in the test version of KeePass version 2.54. The official release is expected by July of 2023, which makes that it's unfortunate that the POC tool is already publicly available and the release of the new version is so far off. But apparently the risk of CVE 2023-32784 being abused in the wild is likely to be pretty low, according to the article. Security Affairs says Luxoctica has finally confirmed the 2021 breach that exposed the personal information of 70 million customers. Now, the company is an Italian eyewear conglomerate and the world's largest company in the eyewear industry. As a vertically integrated company, Luxoctica, I'm probably mispronouncing that, designs, manufactures, distributes, and retails its eyewear brands, including LensCrafters, Sunglass Hut, and I'm not going to read all the rest of these. Uh, they also make sunglasses and prescription frames for designer brands such as Chanel and a whole bunch of other ones as well. You can get the whole list in the article in the show notes. Now, on May 12th, security expert Andrea Draghetti noticed that a threat actor released data belonging to Luxitica speculating a new data breach. The threat actor released a 140 gigabyte database containing more than 300 million records. The researchers reported the archive was uh, containing, and here it has more specific number, 305,759,991 records. Uh, about no more than 74,000 unique email addresses and just over 2.5 million unique domain emails. Interesting. According to SC Magazine, Taiwan is facing more cyber attacks amid, amid tensions with China. These cyber attacks have significantly increased, and this is escalating tensions with China. This malicious emails targeted by Taiwan rose by four times from April 7th to April 10th, with the networking, manufacturing, and logistics sectors being most affected, while PlugX remote access Trojan detection suggesting phishing lure usage for additional payload delivery increased 15-fold from April 10th to April 13th. This is from a report from the Trellix Advanced Research Center. Many Chinese threat operations have previously leveraged the PlugX RAT, remote access Trojan, to facilitate device takeovers. Taiwan has also been targeted with attacks involving the cryptic Trojan and the formbook and Zmutzi information stealers, as well as social engineering attacks impersonating legitimate brands to enable credential exfiltration efforts. Quote, in the past few years, we noticed that geopolitical conflicts are one of the main drivers for cyber attacks on a variety of industries and institutions. Monitoring geopolitical events can 
help organizations to predict cyber attacks in countries they operate in. This is from Trellix Advanced Research Center Senior Vice President Joseph Tai or Tao. HP rushes to fix bricked printers after faulty firmware update. This according to Bleeping Computer. HP is working to address a bad firmware update that has been bricking HP OfficeJet printers worldwide since it was released earlier this month. While HP has yet to issue a public statement regarding these ongoing problems affecting a subset of its customer base, the company told Bleeping Computer that it's addressing the blue screen errors seen by a limited number of users. Our teams are working diligently to address the blue screen error affecting a limited number of HP OfficeJet Pro printer uh, 9020E printers, HP told Bleeping Computer. Quote continues, we are recommending customers experiencing the error to contact our customer support team for assistance. And they give the URL there. And there's a bunch of printers that are impacted. They're all part of the 902X series, it looks like. And when the customers report the devices, the display, there's a blue screen with 8C3, uh, 83C0000B errors on the built-in touchscreen. HP has no solution at this time. Are you interested in becoming an information security consultant? Then check out my extended presentation. So you want to be an information security consultant, which is again, an extended one hour and 40 minutes version of the same presentation that I gave not too long ago at B-Sides Nashville and the Southeast Cybersecurity Conference. Subscribe to our channel for access. The link is in the show notes. Finally, today's list. Going out a little bit on the ledge here with this one. This is the five best cybersecurity books of all time. Now, I glanced at the list and I have read none of these, but I would encourage those interested also to check out Computer Networks and Internets by Dr. Douglas Comer. Now, Dr. Comer if I remember correctly, he was a professor at Purdue University. He may still be actually there. Um, that he, were, he was a pioneer in the networking field of my day. I learned an awful lot about TCP, IP, and operations um, from reading his work. And, the, and that book, of course, is certainly dated, but um, a lot of the concepts and underlying technologies are the same. So let me just scoot this page over to here so that I can read it in front of me. Stand by one moment. And this um, list comes from Zeus CyberSec. And it appears to be a blog. So let's see what Zeus CyberSec thinks are the top five books. The first one is Penetration Testing, a hands-on introduction to hacking. And this is, author is Georgia Weedman. And it is a, considered a highly regarded book in the field of cybersecurity. It offers an introduction to pen testing, which you would probably figure out from the title. The second one is the pen, testers, pen tester blueprint, starting a career as an ethical hacker. This is by Philip Wiley and Kim Crawley. So it looks like that that's another entry level. It offers insights and advice on starting a career in ethical hacking and penetration testing, such as Topics like education, certifications, networking, and job searching. So sounds like a good read. Number three, Hacking the Art of Exploitation, second edition, from John Erickson. 
is a widely recognized book in the field of cybersecurity and hacking. I guess these all are. Uh, it covers programming, network hacking, shellcode development, buffer overflow vulnerabilities, and much more. Number four, the Web Applications Hacker Handbook 2, Finding and Exploiting Security Flaws. Um, this is a highly regarded book. I'm sensing a pattern here. In the field of web, web application security, it is also known as the Bible of web, ha web hacking within the hacking community. If that's correct, please let me know. It provides an in-depth exploration of web application security. Um, Overall, the Web Application Handbook is a comprehensive guide. Number five, Serious Cryptography, a Practical Introduction to Modern Encryption, is a highly regarded book that offers a practical and accessible introduction to the field of modern cryptography. And those are the five there. I have to admit, after reading or scanning over that blog post, I can't help but think, especially given the repetition of highly regarded books. Maybe there was some AI influence in the creation of that article. It's just my opinion. And that's it for today. Hope you have a great day. We've got the episode, the um, interview episode coming up tomorrow, as always. And please, also, as always, if you wouldn't mind, click on the Bitdefender link. They do help us keep the lights on literally, as you can see behind me here in Studio 2A. So until tomorrow, stay secure.